the doctor came and she made a splint out of a hiking pole and um, kind of stopped the bleeding a bit. And then the uh, um, coast rescue boat kind of pulled up, but they couldn't get close enough because the sea was quite rocky on this uh, rocky shelf. So he had to throw his like little medical bag into the water and jump in afterwards. And he was he was a little bit cute. So he gets out of the water and he does this like Baywatch like hair toss afterwards and all the girls are like, ooh. <laughs> okay, so Vancouver Island is an island off of the coast of British Columbia. Uh, that is crisscrossed with hiking trails. It's huge, by the way. It's got like snow-capped mountains and it's massive. Um, so it's covered in these hiking trails. Um, but one in particular draws like thousands of Canadian and international hikers each year. Um, it's called the West Coast Trail. It's a 75-kilometer-long coastal hike that follows some of the ancient paths and paddling routes used for trade and travel by several First Nations for thousands and thousands of years. It's situated on the southwest coast of Vancouver Island and takes hikers over beaches through temperate rainforests and rivers and deep mud and up and down more than a hundred ladders and it can be traveled northbound or southbound. It's also like crazy busy, like really really popular and sites need to be reserved in advance. Also, because so much of it involves beach walking, hikers need to carry tide charts to help them plan their timing each day so that they're not, you know, getting flooded out by high tide. But they're rewarded with unobstructed views of the Pacific Ocean. So, you know, it's worth it. Um, plus, they get to hike through rainforests. So that's the West Coast Trail in a nutshell. Just south of this iconic trail is a lesser known but probably equally awesome hike called the Juan de Fuca Trail. It's also a multi-day hiking trail. Like the West Coast Trail, it follows the coast of the island and involves beach walking and hiking through mud and planning around the tides. It's just shorter at 47 kilometers, uh, less busy, and sites are available on a first-come, first-served basis. You still have to pay to camp there, but you don't have to reserve. Laura and Kyle are a couple I met last year while hiking British Columbia's Sunshine Coast Trail, which is on the mainland, and which I will definitely profile someday. We met in town during a resupply and played leapfrog with each other for the rest of the hike, often camping in the same spots. It was a lot of fun. They explained to me that a few years earlier, they had attempted back-to-back -back hikes of the West Coast Trail and the Juan de Fuca. So I figured I'd invite them onto the show to share their experience, including the moment they helped rescue a hiker from a potentially deadly situation. And before I wrap up this intro, if you're enjoying the show, if you want to support it, please subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. Like the show, leave a rating, leave a review if you're using an app that allows that, I think, Apple Podcasts does. Um, and, you know, just spread the word, share it with your friends. Um, help me grow it. So I'm Megan Dallaire. This is Catch Me Outside. And without further delay, let's get to it. Now recording <laughs> officially, and you can still hear Excellent. me. I can. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. Perfect. Um, 
it's it's really good to see you both now however many months out from five six months out from from our sunshine coast trail hike yes you too absolutely it's uh been a long winter you you did go um east for a bit right i think you yes yes we went to montreal and uh, ottawa for a week so that was back in october right. yeah it was lovely it was lovely had some great weather um great food yeah it was kyle's first time out east so oh it was, wow. well if you call that out east but east, east of yeah. the country. yeah <laughs> i mean when yeah, when you live in Alberta, uh, Montreal is pretty far east. Just like, you know, Alberta is not quite on on the on the west coast, but it's it's out west from here. So, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I did make the mistake of saying to someone that it's my first time in Eastern Canada, and he said, "Well, you have a fair ways to go before you make it to Eastern Canada." But <laughs> it's all relative. It's all about perspective. Uh, I don't know who who gets to gatekeep Eastern Canada. But uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I had so much fun um, leapfrogging with the two of you uh, on the Sunshine Coast Trail and and um, sharing camping spots and, you know, have been wanting to get you on the show and catch up with you. And so, yeah, today um, we're talking specifically about your west coast trail and Juan de Fuca to two hitter um a couple years ago uh so I guess so can you can you kind of give me an overview of of that trip so it was back in 2015 so it was a fair few years ago now and uh, we did it in early June we started the west coast trail on June 9th and ended on the 14th, I think, and then uh, did the Wanda Fuku Trail from the 14th to the 17th. So, yeah. So when we uh, first, when we did this back in 2015, we were super lucky because they had the booking system a little bit differently than they do now. Um, so between certain dates when the trail would open and they would give out uh, permits first come, first serve, um, and then after a certain date, it would be reservation only. Um, but a lot of people didn't realize you could go on these walk-ins, first come, first serve permits, or they didn't want to risk it. So the trail was like a lot quieter than it was normally. So we were super lucky to have the opportunity to do it while it was a little bit quieter. We know on our last day of the hike, it was the first day that booking started and we got to the campsite and it was just it was just chaos um so yeah it was really busier at the end and we we saw a couple of people who weren't maybe as quite prepared as we're not we're used to as well so um having having those first like couple of days when it was quieter was like such a such a lucky thing to have so we're, we're pretty pretty lucky about that but um yeah they've closed that loophole unfortunately so it's now fully reservable between may 1st and september 30th so yeah um, it just gotta try and get a spot which i hear is getting harder and harder to get so yeah well uh when you were at, at some point on the sunshine coast trail when you were talking about I, I think you were kind of comparing it to the west coast trail and you described the west coast trail as being like disneyland i think or something <laughs> like that yeah i i feel like that would have been a 
uh, Kyle description. Um, and and yeah, like there's a lot there's a lot of it's a good comparison because it's there's a lot of fun things about it. You know, it's it's you know almost like going on rides with the ladders and the cable cars and and all of that sort of stuff. But you then also have to deal with the crowds and the people and the unsavory <laughs> parts of that as well. So um, we ran into a couple who who just looked like they were having a miserable time. It was the first day of their hike. They had walked through the forest section when they should have walked through the beach section because that beach section is the Owen Point. It's one of the uh, highlights of the trip. Um, but they would just looked like they were completely unprepared. Like he was wearing those toe shoes, like not like hiking boots or trail runners, like literal toe shoes, which would be so inappropriate for like the sharp rocks and you know a five-day hike at the best of times i know people run marathons in them and they swear by them but oh my gosh but he also had like a full tent um in its box still wrapped up from canadian tire like (laughs) just strapped to the top of his pack um hadn't been opened (laughs) and the girl he was with just looked like she was hating her life um and she also was you know unprepared she had said that uh, they had gone to the store in Port Renfrew to try and buy snacks and she couldn't find anything I don't know what particularly she was looking for because we did our full resupply there and it had everything you could need or possibly yeah we didn't have any issues at all doing our resupply there maybe maybe she was looking for like hot meals ready to go or something she was gonna like bring a pizza I don't know I'm really not sure to this day what snacks she wanted that they didn't have. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was so bizarre to see people heading out for a five-day hike where there are no exit points, really. Uh, Like with packs, I mean, our packs were heavy, but they weren't like that. And just, you know, not even looking into which parts of the trail they should have like taken at what point and that sort of stuff. And yeah, it was, it was quite strange. So so what were they in for? So somebody who's, who's, you know, starting the West coast trail, what are they in for in terms of the distance, the, the topography, the challenges, can you kind of give an overview of like, what, what is the West coast trail like? Sure. So I think it's uh, like 75 kilometers long and it is quite rugged. There's a lot of up and down. And I know like the ladders are quite famous because there's, you know, multi-story big ladders that are almost vertical that you have to go up and down kind of the whole way along. Yeah. Um, But as far as daily distances, uh, you can't really make great time and push for really long days because you're always kind of dealing with the tides and so you always have to kind of judge about uh, about where to go and how far to go based on what you can get to uh, because of the tides cut you off at a lot of places. Logistically as well, on that note, there's also ferry crossings and things like that where you have to be there at a certain time. They only run at certain times throughout the day. So you kind of, um, you know, if you're not going to make it, then you have to camp at the campsite before or, you know, you have to be certain you're going to make it in that time frame um yeah so so there's beach walking and forest walking i didn't know that there was a ferry in the middle of the hike i assumed it would be like at one end or the other but you actually have to catch a ferry during the hike yeah 
So there's one in the middle and then there's one either at the start or at the end. It was at the end for us. Yeah. Uh, so the middle one is great because they have a crab shack there. Nice. And that was the fa- our favorite part of the uh, hike. They uh, have a, um, they pull out a fresh crab for you and cook it up for you. Um, it's well worth doing. It was just amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the times that one runs, but it doesn't, it, it's kind of almost, a you know, middle of the, like 11 till four or something. Yeah. So if you're not going to make it by that 4 PM, then you're backtracking to the last campground. So oh I know we stayed at a campground before it that we hadn't intended on staying at because we looked at the time and we're like, well, if we miss the ferry, we're, you know coming back so (laughs) yeah and then you were saying so so you're you've got beach walking you've got forest walking just Mm -hmm. like so the forest walking is um very much you you have some old growth forest there uh it's it's quite beautiful but not as nice as the beach walking I mean, you get forest walking in a lot of hikes, but the beach walking is, was really quite spectacular in most places. So you want to walk on the beach when you can. Um, but uh, you do then have to navigate the tides. So there'll be parts of the beaches are only possible at certain times. Um, so you have to kind of figure out whether you can make it through before tides um so it's logistically a lot to manage um but uh and the forest walking too is where you'll come across most of the infamous mud of the west coast Mm. trail so we were super lucky it was a drought year and we came across very little mud but um i think in a normal year when it's rainy and it's wet there's a lot of um i guess wooden platforms as well as the ladders it gets quite slippery and so you've really got to take your time and be careful um in some of that forest walking as well i guess on the up Side you're sheltered a little bit more but yeah it's it, it is quite a challenge logistically in that way physically i guess as well too if you're not prepared for it um yeah and, absolutely yeah. like if it was a muddier year the hike would be a lot more challenging like i don't know if you've ever hiked you know for extended periods in that you know like two to six inch deep just sloppy mud and just you know every time you try and step your feet slide back and so fighting that for you know kilometers on end is just demoralizing and uh, so <laughs> difficult and we only had you know very short sections of the you know really muddy parts so yeah the west coast trail uh, like, oh sorry oh no go ahead i was i was just gonna say i know it's not a, a super long trail but it's always struck me as a really challenging one logistically planning the tides and then also yeah just like fighting the mud and stuff and so for, for the tides, did you carry a tide table, like with your map kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. You carried a tide table and you had to line it up with the map. And so, you know, when we did sit down, when you did come to the kind of crossings where you could cross onto the beach or go up to the forest, you really had to assess where you were, where the tide was, how far you wanted to go that day, um, and whether you could make it or not. So, um and what section she wanted to do by beach. So you'd plan around that. So sometimes it's like, well, it's not even worth getting an early start because we'll miss this beach section that we wanted to do. Right. Um, so, you know, it logistically to do it 
quickly is is a little trickier um but as with the challenge as well like psychologically like i'm scared of heights so the ladders were a huge huge mental challenge for me especially at the start of the hike so we i mean they we did it uh north to south so the ladders get more challenging as you go along for us um which it was the pr best way for me to do it um but also because we wanted to link it up with the wanafuka um but uh, yeah those first couple of ladders that even weren't that bad oh my goodness so i i had to um I'd take it one rung at a time, and every time I'd go up one step, I'd wrap my arm fully around the <laughs> rung before, like, putting my next hand up and my next foot up, put both foot feet onto the one rung, wrap my arm fully around again. So <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> Kyle was very patient, <laughs> whilst also simultaneously laughing at me. But <laughs> That's the trade-off, I think. <laughs> But uh, at the end of the hike, I was just scampering up them and poles in one hand and yeah, off we go. Um, so it was really great mentally to see that change by the end of the hike, um, especially since the ladders just got harder and harder. Mm -hmm. um, but your pack but, got lighter and yeah, lighter, I guess. Yeah, that's, 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 that's one. It's <laughs> definitely helpful. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, once I got used to them and yeah, didn't die after the first couple of ones. <laughs> but I mean, they some of them aren't always in great shape too. Like sometimes the rungs are a little bit loose. Um, one of the rungs kind of half came off in Kyle's hand once. Um, that always kind of scared me a bit. <laughs> you know, so it it. Uh, for if you are scared of heights it is a challenge but it's one well worth taking on for sure because you know it's uh i think you feel like you've come out the other side and accomplished something a lot too with that yeah yeah and so you linked that hike with the west or sorry with the wandafuka did you how did you manage the the connection between the two trails um and did you yeah how did you manage that connection <laughs> So logistically, it was actually pretty easy. Like we got off the West Coast Trail and caught the ferry over uh, and then just walked into Port Renfrew. And then there was a, I don't remember the name of the little general store that we went to, but we were able to find everything that we needed for uh, to do the Juan de Fuca. And then we had dinner in a restaurant. Uh, and then we were hoping to hitchhike down to the start of the Juan de Fuca Trail and did not have any luck. So we had to do, I think it's about an eight kilometer road walk uh, down to the start and then uh, started the one Fuka. And so, so can you, can you kind of give me an overview of that hike as well? Cause I actually know more about the West coast trail than I, than I do about the one to Fuka. I didn't even, I got to admit um, for, for a little while, a couple of years ago, I, I didn't even realize it was in Canada. I just assumed because of the name that it was in like Spain or something. <laughs> so <laughs> Tell me a little about the Wandafuka. <laughs> so a lot of the Wandafuka that we did is uh, quite similar to the West Coast Trail. Like there's still, you know, long beach walks and uh, good sections through some of the old growth rainforest uh, areas. So I thought it was quite similar to the West Coast Trail, except that there was nobody else on it. Oh, <laughs> it 
doesn't have the infrastructure of the West Coast Trail, so it's not like big ladders or huge suspension bridges and cable cars. Uh, there's less navigation around the tides. I think there's only one section you have to navigate mm -hmm. tides. Um, but it's a lot quieter and it's very beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's, I feel like it felt a, a lot more low-key than the West Coast Trail in that way. I mean, by that stage too, we had only decided to do half of it. So um, it was a lot more low-key. We were, we didn't have very long distances to hike every day, but I would definitely go back and um, try and do the whole thing of that one again. It was, it was a lovely, lovely hike. Um, it's, um, you don't have to do any bookings. It's a first come, first serve for the campsites as well. Um, and I think the total distance of that one is 47 kilometers. Right. And it's, it's on the, of yeah. course, it's on the island too. And it's, uh, where is it in relation to the West Coast Trail? Uh, so it, it is, um, so after you get off the West Coast Trail, you can, you walk into Port Renfrew and then it is, I guess, um, so the it's total straight distance, south, I think, basically. Was, yeah. So it's right on the other side of the, uh. Like yeah. Port San Juan. I'm just looking at the map now. Like it's right beside the West Coast. Trail. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Like they could almost link them up if they wanted to, but they don't. <laughs> like you did. <laughs> well, and something yeah. something yeah. I was going to ask was whether you saw many people who were doing the same thing that you were doing, hiking the two trails back to back. No, yeah. we didn't. Uh, no one from our group. Uh, did that uh no one we met in the campsites had come off the west coast trail um we had uh, uh two of the girls said that they had originally planned to do the Wanafuka afterwards um but yeah we they didn't show up so <laughs> they stopped for a break in port ran through and never got going again so yeah um i think you know when we were getting ready putting our packs on and sorting out our foods because by that stage we're at the uh having lunch with the the rest of the girls we had been hiking with they kind of were like wow they thought we're a bit crazy but <laughs> yeah they're kind of looking at laura like you're really gonna go like you can say no like i know kyle's super keen but like blink twice if you want me to book you a hotel room <laughs> it, it makes sense though i mean you flew there from alberta the two trails are like side by side, to me, it makes sense to, to put them together. And, and so like, was that your plan originally, or were you originally just planning to hike one of the trails and then tack? No, it was uh, always kind of my plan that I wanted to hike uh, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was pretty ambitious because I was a pretty new hiker. Um, the West coast trail had been the longest hike I had done to date um i'd only done a couple of other overnights or three nights would be the longest um so i thought it was ambitious but at the same time i you know we were still very newly dating and i didn't want to wuss out or <laughs> i was still trying to impress i guess <laughs> so you know i was i was keen for the challenge it was yeah yeah yeah, and I think that was another reason why people thought that we were crazy because when, you know, they you're meeting people and like, oh, how long have you been together? And we're like, oh, you know, a few months. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. and you decided to do the West Coast Trail. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, 
It's not that big a deal. Yeah, Kyle's like, may as well find out now. <laughs> and and I mean, clearly, uh, clearly everything worked out because I I met you on on the Sunshine Coast years later, and after you yeah wedded in Australia and had many adventures. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, no, uh, wouldn't wouldn't change it for anything. So yeah. so would you say yeah. is it fair to say then that the Although the Juan de Fuca is shorter than the West Coast Trail, it it may be challenging in, in different ways. Like, I guess you said there are fewer tides to navigate, but there's less infrastructure. It's a little more rugged. Yeah. I don't know, because there's so much infrastructure on the West Coast Trail mm. as far as bridges and ladders and stuff that not all of it's in great shape. Mm, okay. Um, but we d also didn't, reach the point the hardest part of the Wanafuka Trail so I know that it probably gets a little bit more rugged in in different places um the parts we walked were um I guess more traditional trail in the way that when you went uphill you switched back um as opposed to climbed a huge ladder um and you know uh walking along the beach was just walking along the beach so uh, that's, I guess, in that way, it, it felt a bit more like a normal trail. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 I always describe the Juan de Fuca as like the West Coast light. You know, like it's a little bit shorter. You don't have to worry about booking. You know, you can show up and it's first come, first serve. It's, uh, it is a little bit more manageable. So Kyle, you had hiked the AT, I know, years ago, years before you hiked the the Juan de Fuca uh, and the and the West Coast Trail. <laughs> do you want to? Do you not want to talk about the AT? <laughs> no, I'll talk about the AT. See, I hiked the AT in uh, 08. Uh, so I had done, uh, you know, a lot of shorter hikes before I did the AT. You mm -hmm. know, kind of like that three to six day. Uh, hike and then you know i did the at in 08 and then after that kind of every long weekend i was a weekend warrior like i was going as far as i could uh every long weekend kind of ever since basically were the challenges of this trail unique to you um given your experience on so many other trails no not really no okay <laughs> like i i uh, i mean it is challenging and like we were going back and looking at our pictures and stuff the other day uh, and it was a challenging trail, but I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. And that was yeah. also one of the reasons why I had wanted to kind of like link the Juan de Fuca up after it, just to prove like, oh yeah, I did the West Coast Trail and then I did the Juan de Fuca too, because you know, the West Coast Trail isn't that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, but then we didn't finish the Juan de Fuca Trail, so. That was my fault. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I fully admit that. <laughs> you were just over it? No, I, I had... Um... I think that last day we, we set out a lot later than we had intended. We missed the ferry to uh, finish the West Coast Trail by about 10 minutes, which meant we had to wait 45 minutes for the next one. Um, and then we took a lot longer at lunch because by the time uh, we had gotten our groceries and were starting to repack, the girls had turned up and, you know, we had to say our goodbyes again there and, 
you know, hear, hear the latest gossip, that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, then we weren't able to hitch a ride up there. So, you know, after a long road walk. Uh, but I also had developed some really quite epic pack blisters um, on my sides. And they were getting worse every day. So I covering long distances and we had the added pressure of having to be somewhere for a shuttle and with the West coast trail, it had been really hard to, I guess, know what our pace was because the things, the ladders, the cable cars, all of this sort of stuff really slows you down. So I wasn't confident enough that we could actually make it and be there because we wanted to be at the shuttle stop at least two hours early because yeah. Um, So and if we could make it, it might have been a bad time. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we decided that it w- we were better off to just hike shorter distances and get off at the halfway point um, instead. And I, I don't have regrets on that. We had a great time. We, you know, slept in. We, we, you know, played around at the beaches. Um, it was, it was great. So yeah, it was like a vacation end, that, at the end of our vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we still felt we had accomplished something. Um, but, uh, you know, part of me, the competitive part was like, oh, we didn't set out what we set out to do, what we set out to do. And uh, part of me is always going to be a tiny bit disappointed on that. But at the same time, we had such a good time. It was, yeah, it, and I think a well kind of needed break, especially given given the circumstances with, uh, yeah, my injuries getting worse by the day. And yeah, yeah no, that's, so. that's, that's all totally valid. And I mean, you still, you still hiked a lot of it. You were still out there for quite a while. You covered a lot of distance on that Island. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And so were there any, I guess, lessons you learned or, or, or skills you picked up, um, on these hikes that you've benefited from since then? I think one of the lessons we learned was to carry an emergency beacon. Um, Like this was still before everyone had one and before everyone had, you know, uh, Garmin GPSs and that sort of stuff. And uh, that would have come in handy on the West Coast Trail um, for sure. So that was one of the first things we kind of did when we got back. Another we things we learnt. Um, I was, as I said, I was still really new to hiking, so I think I learnt a lot more about what to put in my pack, how, what I do need, what I don't need, um, what I can get by with, um, and I think we also learnt how to build a seawall to stop the tide from getting to our tent on the last <laughs> night. So that was an adventure as well. Oh, yeah, tell, um, tell me about that. You told me on the Sunshine Coast Trail, but I, I don't remember the details. Can you tell me again? So we got to the last campsite on our last night of the um, West Coast Trail quite late. Uh, and it was super, super busy and it was the highest tide of the year that night. So at the best of times, this campsite doesn't have a lot of spots for tents. Uh, and this night was going to be the worst because you have to put your tent back a certain distance. So, uh, the tide doesn't cross it. Um, and 
there just basically was so little space by the time we got there. Um, so we're looking without putting your tent right on top of someone or actually getting someone to move their tent so we could put our tent down. Uh, so we're looking up and down the beach and there's just nothing. And then I kind of find this spot behind this big, big log. And I'm like, I think we can make this work. But there was a hole kind of where the tide could come up. And I'm like, but I think we're going to need to build a sea. But, but I think, you know, this is a bit worrisome. <laughs> like it could get through there. Uh, I think if we build a seawall around our tent, it'll be fine. And Kyle's like, don't be ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> there's no way work. that's going to work. There's no I way. I mean, this, this woman I'm grew like, up on a, on a, on an island. <laughs> that's like <laughs> its own continent. So. I'm like, and I'm a prairie boy, so I don't know a lot about the sea. Yeah. I'm fair. like, just humor me. Just humor me. So we get all this driftwood and we, we build this seawall around the tent. And uh, we wait for the tide to come in. And sure enough, like... Uh, you know, it starts to come in and I'm like, I think it's going to be fine. So we go to bed and every time this wave would crash, Kyle's like, I think it breached the wall. I think I'm like, well, we're not wet yet. So <laughs> and he'd be like, I think it breached the wall. And I have this great picture of him outside the tent and he's like running along to like the top of our little dam that we had built and the water's coming right up to it. But uh, yeah, it didn't come over. So we stayed dry. <laughs> it all worked out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a bit of, um, you know, problem solving <laughs> after a tough day. So yeah, it was good adventure. Like yeah, I mean, like talk about things you never expect to hear on a backpacking trail. I think we need to build a seawall. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. And um and yeah. to your point about the personal locator beacon, um this revelation, did this have anything to do with that that injured hiker you came across? Yeah, yeah. 100%. It was pretty uh sobering. Uh cuz you know, when you never see anything uh like anyone get seriously injured when you're out hiking, you know, you kind of think like it could never happen. Yeah. Uh, but then when we were hiking along the beach just before Owen Point, we came upon a hiker that had compound fractured his lower leg, uh, just above his ankle. Ugh. And so it was uh, us and then four other girls that we'd been uh, hiking with. And nobody had any kind of a spot or a locator beacon or anything. And so the tide is coming up because the whole area gets uh, is underwater when the tide comes in. And so you have a very limited time to kind of get around Owen Point and to the campsite before the tide is too high to pass. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like, well, we can't leave this guy, obviously. So we put our trekking poles through our brightly colored raincoats and just started waving them like flags, all six of us trying to signal to a boat out on the ocean, because there were quite a few boats out in the strait. Five of us. The doctor was helping. Do oh, well, yeah, oh there was true. a doctor. That's lucky. <laughs> yes. It so was, yeah. I, I, he was very, very lucky. So 
we before we had started on this section of beach walk, we had all run into each other as when we came down to the beach. A couple were having lunch, and the rest of us just kind of we all just congregated and we we stopped and chatted for like 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we looked at the time like, oh, we got to get going because this is a section where you do need to be careful of the tide, especially towards the end of it. Um, and if we hadn't have stopped then we were the last people coming through that day and I don't know if he would have made it because uh, he had only heard himself about 15 to 20 minutes I think before we got there and he was on the sea shelf um, and he had kind of crawled closer to the water to try and uh, get the attention of boats but I mean they can't really see someone that low down and the tide comes right up to to the end of that sea shelf and with it being the highest tide that year like i mean the chances of him not drowning were, <laughs> yeah were, so it was a serious was, situation for sure yeah. yeah you said he like he was he was like bleeding right yeah the i saw the blood before i saw him like there was like a trail of blood and i was like what the what's going on um and then we we saw him and he had like started at a, he would he had been at our orientation but we hadn't seen him since um but i mean so we started kind of uh we obviously went up to him and then uh we knew the doctor was kind of a little bit further behind so she had just finished out up her residency um so one of us ran to get the doctor the others of us started flagging down the coastal guard um to to try and get some help and uh yeah he was he was in a lot of shock uh he was like oh you can just leave me i think a ship saw me well yeah no (laughs) that's that's not how this is going to work um but yeah so uh the doctor came and she made a splint out of a hiking pole and um kind of stopped the bleeding a bit and then the uh um coast rescue boat kind of pulled up but they couldn't get close enough because the sea was quite rocky on this uh rocky shelf so he had to throw his like little medical bag into the water and jump in afterwards and he was he was a little bit cute (laughs) so he gets out of the water and he does this like Baywatch like hair toss afterwards and all the girls like ooh, (laughs) I'm hurt too very serious situation but you could see on their faces just like oh (laughs) which was quite funny uh and so yeah he took over from there and called the helicopter but he's like yeah you guys have to stay here until until I have confirmation that they're here and they're going to be here within like 15-20 minutes because uh if the tide starts coming up we have to move him so yeah so so until we got that confirmation we we hung around and then uh he got it and he was like yeah you guys have to move quick to make it through the tide so um yeah it was it was quite the experience so we're going around Owen Point which is one of like the most scenic and beautiful parts and we'd just gone through this huge experience so it was very very surreal to be in this beautiful place after all the adrenaline that had just gone on and um all of that sort of stuff and wanting to take our time but not being quite able to and after that point there's this um there's a lot of boulders that get higher as they get closer to uh, the cliffside of the beach. 
And because the tide had already kind of come up, we were like doing scrambles over the boulders uh, to try and, you know, get to the campsite. Um, so it was it was getting getting a little perilous oh and God. getting quite late by that point too. Um, so, yeah. And at this point, we see the the rescue guy boat pull up again and the coast guy guard jump in We're like oh no one of the girls are up ahead has fallen and hurt herself um so we're really worried we rush to get there and we get there and they're all giggling uh apparently he had gone to return a pocket knife oh. to uh one of the doc to to i think the doctor so <laughs> um yeah they were all giggling kyle's like that was your cue girls you were supposed to ask for his number <laughs> <laughs> did you ever find out how that hiker was after like did you ever get their name or anything uh we actually kyle the coast the rescue guy did run into a couple of the girls at the end of the hike and dropped them off at the restaurant um which is part of the reason we got late because we had to hear all the ooh, what happened (laughs) Um, so yeah yeah that's right um and he said he got to the hospital fine he you know he's gonna be okay so um yeah that's that's but that was the last we kind of heard on it yeah we heard that he made it to the hospital had surgery and just his vacation was a little bit ruined. He was from Europe somewhere. I want to say yeah, Scandinavia. He was, he was uh, from the Netherlands, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and that, yeah, the doctor had done the exact right thing in the circumstance. And, you know, he was very lucky. So, yeah. And, like, I, yeah. not to not to belabor this story, because um, I still have a couple other questions about your, your hike. But, like, how did this happen? How does somebody get a compound fracture hiking like that? Like, did he fall off one of the ladders or? So they're very, to do the West Coast Trail, you have to sit through this orientation session. And during this session, they will tell you a few times and they will emphasize it. If you are going to go from a forest trail down to a beach trail, you really need to take the designated X exits and entrances because um, you might think that a, a cliff or a sandbar looks like it's possible but it's super super dangerous and I think he had done a few of them before and he hadn't had a problem um, but this time he slipped and at the bottom it's just pure rock right it's not like you're slipping onto sand either it's it was a cliff shelf like it was a rock shelf um, you know, the types with all the rock pools and stuff in it. So, yeah, he, and it was quite a distance, probably 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Holy. Meters, I think. I'm not sure. What? He, holy. Yeah. Meters? Yeah. No, I don't, would it be 30 feet? Eight meters yeah. is about three stories, I think, uh, said a friend who sails and was like, I was caught in eight meter swells once. That's three stories, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't a small, small thing, but I think he didn't get off the trail where he's supposed to realize he was going to miss the Owen Point part, so tried to get down at this uh, p- part that looked possible. Um and yes, one one wrong footing and you slip oh. and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think it was the case where the you know like the 
cliff down. Like it, the slope looks gentle enough yeah. that you could, you know, climb down it. You're, you know, you look at it, it's like, oh yeah, that's not so right. bad. But then, you know, when you slip, you go all the way all to the, the bottom. Way down. Yeah. Oh and, my god. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. And there are rocks at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like if he had landed on soft sand, it might not have been as bad. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm still scarred. I I'm not a blood and and gore type of person, and I can still see that bone. St- yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, just like boring, but hopefully helpful question for, for other people who want to do this, these, this hike or both of these hikes, what were some of the resources that you used to plan the hikes? The government of Canada website is really good. Oh, really? Uh, like they have a ton of resources on there. Like they have all the maps and the preparation guides They have preparation videos on there now. And, uh, like they list out all the different ways that you can get, uh, like rides to and from the trail, like all the different shuttles and stuff. So I think that's still the best resource is just the Parks Canada website. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah, there is, we did have a very old trail guide. I'm not sure how much we kind of used it. Kyle did most of the preparation for for this hike because um, I was still new to it all. Um, I hear the book Blisses and Bliss for the West Coast Trail is still heavily utilized. I'm sure they have Facebook groups now and everything like that as well. Uh, one of Wanda Fuca, uh, you can get some information off of the BC Parks website and it has the maps and stuff. If you want further information on that, I, I guess like looking into people's blogs and there's probably a hiking facebook group too for that i'm guessing as well yeah probably usually you can you can find trip reports or yeah there'll be a facebook group for like the logistics and stuff like that um yeah and certainly with that one um you know i think if had more information being available to us maybe we would have dared to do the whole thing but you know at the time not that much so uh one piece of advice for that one is to stay at the Paisen Creek campsite and not the, I don't remember how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to call it the little K. Um, (laughs) But the little K campsite, especially the year that we were there because it was drought, it just looks like a haunted woods where children definitely got murdered. It is horrible. (laughs) Like it, it, it's pretty dismal. Um, Just so unappealing. Like we walked in, it was like, thank God we're not staying here. Just like dark (laughs) and, and, and creepy and. Yeah, oh, like dead trees everywhere. Oh, and that's yeah. that's scary too because yeah. you know if if it if the ground it, you know if the place is littered with dead trees and you are pitching a tent there, like what are the odds that some nearly dead tree or or whatever is oh gonna come down? Yeah, that's that reminds me of a spot yeah. I, I camped on on the Sunshine Coast Trail, but um yeah what what were some of yeah, but the campsite before that was so nice it was just you know a and then the campsite after that was land. lovely too yeah oh, okay yeah okay what were your um favorite sections of of each of the trails uh for me the on the west coast trail it was definitely that section around owen point uh even with kind of the traumatic incident that we encountered uh like i mean owen point is amazing 
like it's it's just so stunning and uh and the wanda fuca trail probably kind of the first part of the trail that we hiked kind of that first day and the first uh, and then the following morning uh to that how did you pronounce it laura the Pizant creek campsite yeah it was uh it was amazing is that because you've you've got like your I mean, I guess you're along the coast for a lot of the trail, but what what is it about that section in particular? I think I know, like just that campsite, it was just like otherworldly. Like there was little, you know, waterfalls and a little creek mm-hmm. creek running through and you know, these big rainforest trees. Like it was like you were on another planet. Yeah. 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 It it was a really beautiful rainforesty type area. Um, and I guess too, with the first part of that hike too, it, it with the ocean and stuff, it, it was just like very nice and it was quiet. Um, especially after the West Coast Trail, it was just so quiet. We barely saw people, you know, until we got to the ca- campsites and, you know, um, yeah, never any problem of where you're going to pitch a tent or do you have to build a seawall? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that was lovely with the West coast trail. My favorite part, obviously to do too was with Owen point, but also just like anytime you can walk on the beach, it's, it, it was, it was not, um, you know, the crab and yeah. Some of the lighthouses as well were kind of cool. And yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty. There was lots of waterfalls and, beautiful stuff it was yeah it was lovely I love the idea of encountering a crab shack partway through the trail um yeah that's, yeah that's pretty it's amazing. such a nice it's such a nice like change from your you know freeze-dried meals and you know you won't get crab that's fresher than that because you've got to pick out your crab alive <laughs> if you want it. wow yeah yeah wow so they pull up a trap and they're like which not, you know. this one looks really friendly. Yeah. Let's eat it. Yeah, I think they also have salmon too. If if you're not into crabs, so um, wow. yeah. And there's also a burger shack that we came across that day as well. Um, so we unfortunately we had one day that we had both the the external good meals. Um, would have been better to set. Um, separate those out over two days but you know it was it was really nice to have that and to not have you know your freeze-dried meals and you know I think we had a drink at the burger burger place as well so that was that was kind of nice yeah sat on the beach I mean looking at the sun almost the sunset so we must have been quite close to camp by that point so yeah that's pretty awesome and actually I kind of want to like add a, a segment to the end of each episode where I ask a question about like what your favorite something is. So you're going to be my, my test, um, test episode. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep it Great. not too controversial, but, um, what is your favorite on trail type of meal? What's your favorite on trail food to cook Ooh. or eat? It's very open-ended, but we just started dehydrating our own uh, egg, uh, like uh, egg meals for breakfast. Ooh. And I think that's my new favorite, like breakfast wraps. Uh, you know, like, so you rehydrate some eggs in a wrap with a little bit of hot sauce. 
those have been a really nice change from oatmeal. We've also recently taken to uh, bringing like chips and separating them out into like daily portions. So at the end of the day, we get to have our small, you know, bag of chip handful of chips which for me is just the best because i i sweat a lot when i hike and so it's just like replacing that salt and that like end of day treat like i i've been really enjoying that yeah i think i i remember so. when i uh when you were hiking uh back in august or september you you had a, a bit of candy to eat at the end of every day um, yeah, which I was I was yeah. really impressed by your willpower being able to ration it like that. Um, because, <laughs> well, I do sometimes too. Like I carry like a small bag of candy with me throughout the day. So if I am getting like a little bit of an energy lag or need to make it up a hill, then you know I'm like, all right, I can have one piece of candy now and <laughs> one when I get to the top. So <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ration it out because candy, well, it's 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 great. It gives you that little boost. It's it's quite heavy, like yeah. if you bring too much of it. Um, and I certainly think I did on the West Coast Trail because I still hadn't really learned what I can and can't pack yeah. and all that sort of stuff and what I do and don't need as far as food goes. But um, yeah, that's those two kind of treats. And, you know, it's not something that I eat every day. So, you know, it, it makes it feel even more special. And it just kind of, yeah, it, just uh, those little snacks that get you through. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. I had goldfish in my fanny pack uh, a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and I really have to now look into dehydrating eggs because, I mean, I know that you can get the freeze-dried egg envelopes, um, but I had never considered just like making scrambled eggs and dehydrate. Is that what you do? You, you just make the scramble and then you just dehydrate it and reconstitute it with water or rehydrate it with water? Yeah. Well, one of the dishes that we'll make is a, uh, like a egg with, uh, stuffing. So kind of a stuffing omelet. Whoa. So we dehydrate that and it rehydrates really well with the stuffing in there. Uh, and it's if, yeah, yeah, super good. Actually, when you do the eggs just by themselves, it's hard to get it to rehydrate to something that's edible. Um, is kind of what we've found. Like it's always just that gross consistency and, you know, doesn't really look like food or taste very good so if if you do it like that and then we'll eat it in a wrap if we can as well and then that really um makes a difference amazing okay that's awesome is do you mind if i share that with the uh with the podcast in the show notes or something yeah okay. i mean for sure stuffing omelets yeah stuffing omelets uh... <laughs> sounds amazing all right well um, I'm so glad you came on and, uh, and chatted with me today. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about the hikes or, or your experience? Um, oh, I guess if you are looking to do the West Coast Trail, uh, you do need to book it the day it opens. Um, I hear that it is very difficult, getting very difficult to book. Uh, so you plan ahead, um, Make sure you leave yourself enough time. And yeah, that's about it. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess the irony is that somebody might listen to this episode and then decide to go increase the <laughs> go go hike the trail and, and and contribute to the traffic on it. But I guess that's what the booking system is for. So <laughs> only yeah. so many people can hike yeah, it anyway. Pretty, yeah, it's very limited. Um, is a certain amount of passes they have starting in each direction each day. Um, and yeah have to battle the past Canada reservation system for it. So Woof. yeah. Good luck. And <laughs> yeah. if you if you they yeah, hopefully hopefully it goes well. Yeah. All right. Well yeah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um that was really fun and uh yeah, I'm glad you came on. Oh Thanks thank you. Us. It's been great, great to chat with you. <laughs>